You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Attentional Grounding right here on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast Network. It is draft week. Only a few more days until the NFL draft, and uh, we're going to cover it for you here tonight on the show. The show is brought to you, brought to you folks, okay? And if you're ready for this, slide a shelf. Okay, this show is brought to you by Slider Shelf. So if you have any home improvement projects that you want to take care of in terms of shelving in your home, make sure you see my guys at slidershelf.com. And if you use the promo code intentional grounding, you'll get 20% off. Also, tonight I have my good buddy and friend, Mr. Mr. Doctor himself. (laughs) Thank you. I was waiting <laughs> dramatic pause for the correction. Thank you for self-correcting there. That's right, Doctor Anthony Romeo. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Like, always throw it in there. <laughs> always a good time to be on with you, man. I, we talk football all the time, anyway. But it's it's great when we get to come on a show and and you know hit it up and and give our opinions and talk. And it's it's the week, man. It's it's already here. Draft week is here. It feels like it came faster this year. I don't know, but I'm excited for it. Lots to talk about, lots to get into, lots going in my mind. It's, you know, I'm not going to get any sleep Wednesday. I don't know about you, but like Wednesday night, it's draft day tomorrow. Let's go. We pick it yeah. up. It's no, be it's, fun. it's crazy, man. Like I have, uh, I got jury duty on Thursday morning. Uh-oh. So yeah, I want to get out of that so bad. So I got to be at the courthouse at like 8 a.m. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to try to just go up in there and just, 
act and look crazy, like, you know, just say outlandish stuff. Uh, hopefully they'll be like, sir, you're not suitable for jury duty. And I'm going to be like, thank you very much. So that's my plan on Thursday. But, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just going to be watching it, texting. You know, I'm not going to do any reaction videos or anything like that. I'm just going to be chilling. Like last year. Here on Rumblings, I did, you know, the draft coverage, you know, all the picks and all that stuff. This year, I think I'm just going to chill, man. Just kind of get some wings. Now, I'm not going to be able to get any bar bill wings, right? <laughs> but I'll, I'll get some wings somewhere here and uh, just kind of kick it. So that's good. Let's yeah. get into this thing, shall we? So tonight, we're, we're going to talk about a few things. But first things up is uh, Aaron Rodgers. The trade finally went mm. through today. The trade for Aaron Rodgers finally went through today. And, uh, you know, it's there's mixed reviews out there. Some say, you know, the Jets won the trade. Others say that the uh, Packers won the trade. And before I give the, the compensation, Anthony, uh, what how's that hit you when you first saw that? I mean, we knew it was coming, but uh, it finally happened. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Uh, it, just that it got done, right? Like that's all that matters, right? We all knew it was happening. I thought the compensation actually worked out well. Um, shout out to my buddy, Andrew, who is a huge Jets fan. When the rumor first started before we knew it was actually happening, I texted him and was talking to him and he said, you know, the max price I want to give up is two seconds. And that's basically what they gave up, right? They swapped furs. It's a, it's a weird combination of stuff that happened, but they gave up. Their second this year, their second next year, which can become a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 67% of snaps and, you know, it happens on a leap year of the fifth Saturday. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy stuff. But, uh, you know, lots involved. Good compensation, I think. You know, I had friends even today saying, oh, uh, the Packers are crazy for not getting more. And I'm like, they, they had no leverage. What are they going to do? They had to trade him. He said he wanted to go to the Jets. It's kind of an awkward situation. I think they both made out here. Jets had plenty to offer, right? They they had some stuff to give up and and they get their guy in Aaron Rodgers. Whether it'll work out for them or not is yet to be seen, but I think the price was legitimate and fair for both sides. They both made out. So for those of you who are just now tuning into the show and you didn't know the big news that dropped today, this is according to Adam Schefter, the Jets get Aaron Rodgers and pick 15 a 2023 fifth round selection and the Packers get, uh, you know, it's a pick swap. So they get pick 13, a 2023 second round pick, a six round pick, uh, a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first. If Rogers plays uh, 65% of the plays, which I mean, I totally expect him to do that. Uh, so that's going to be a first in 2024. Uh, if you ask me, that's a, that's a haul uh, for a guy that, you know, you don't know what his dedication to football is, how much he's going to play. But if you're a Jets fan, you I mean, you should be excited because you get, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of our generation and Aaron Rodgers, who I still think is a very capable quarterback when he wants to play. You know, it just uh, I just feel like, you know, the Jets probably should have set their sail to uh, mm. Lamar Jackson. I feel, yeah. I feel like he's more of a long term yeah. solution. Right. So you're going to. So what are you going to do? You're going to give up your first round pick next year, right? And then you're going to have to figure it out after that. You know, there's no long-term security there, but, uh, you know, it, it just is striking, right? Because you see on Jets Twitter, some fans love it. Some aren't really pumped about it. 
But at the same time, the star power that you're bringing to the Jets in the locker room has to be impressive and is something that we have to talk about. And as Bills fans, seeing that the Jets are in this division and they beat the Bills once last year, I really do think this moves the needle a lot in the division. I'm not saying the Jets are the best team, but I think we need to have a conversation about the power rankings or, or the the you know, the hierarchy in the division. So, Anthony, like, Rodgers just traded, but, like, moving forward, what do, you, what do you think about it? Yeah, it moves the needles for the Jets for sure. I mean, the quarterback position was – holding them back like an anchor at this point. They they have a great team on defense, good budding stars on offense. They weren't even fully healthy last year, right? And they're getting guys back. It's it's a gr- good core of a team that was missing a central piece like a quarterback. Now, in the offseason, I had said multiple times, I did not want the Jets to get Derek Carr. I did not want the Jets to get a couple of the guys. Lamar Jackson certainly would have not been happy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm content with the fact that they ended on Aaron Rodgers just because he certainly did not play up to what our expectations are for him last year, be it the circumstances or whatever else you want to say. Um, I I don't know that the expectation can be he's all of a sudden going to be the MVP Aaron Rodgers again, again. But at the same time, like I said, just having the guy there on that squad now, an MVP, former MVP, Super Bowl winner, experienced quarterback who can do anything on the field in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That makes that team better, right? You're no longer being held back by that anchor that is, you know, the quarterback position. And I, uh, Jets fans should be happy about it, I guess. But I agree with you that why not go after Lamar or like a long-term answer here? Uh, yeah, so if he's, if he's done after a year, they're going all in for sure. It's it's a risky move at this point, but I think they had what they needed to to get it done, and they are confident in their squad to say, you know, this was the piece to put us over the hump. They're certainly not better than the Bills in my mind. I still think the Bills are the favorite to win the division. Miami is going to be competitive as well. We don't know where they land. And, by the way, the most interesting part of this trade that people are not talking about that I haven't seen on ESPN or anywhere else, the 13-15 swap seems silly, right? Like, 13 to 15 in the first round. Okay. You wanted to feel better about yourself. Well, who did they jump to get over, right? The Packers moved up to 13. Who did they jump at 14 in the draft? The New England Patriots. I think that means they're going after a pass catcher, right? Because everybody knows New England probably needs to get another wide receiver or player there. I don't know. Could, could, did, did they intentionally say the Packers? We want that one because we want to move up two slots to get ahead of the only team that would have been in between them, which was New England. So interesting move there. It's kind of a, you know, silly on paper to go from 13 to 15, not knowing what's on the board in the draft yet. Yeah, I I, I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. Um, And now and before I do that, I will say that the Bills are still, in my opinion, the best team in the division. But. You know, my guy Spence says uh, the Jets ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> so well, I don't know. Hey, I, I don't know, man. You still sure, you know, love there. The new, the new, the new playoffs. Since they've added the extra playoff team, that changes things so much. That's so wide open the last couple of years. So I mean, I could see them sneaking in that way, even if the Dolphins are second in the division. Right? We've seen it a couple of times now, where three teams make the division from a division make the playoffs. So, okay, so when I play devil's advocate, like, we talked a lot about that Jets defense last season, and they were really good. Like, mm-hmm. they were one of the teams that 
gave Josh Allen fits, big time fits, right? Sauce Gardner's good. Quinn and Williams. I mean, both their their corners play well. The safeties play well. You know, you, you they got a really good linebacker. The guys up front, yeah. Guys, I mean, they're up front. They they're they're ass kickers up front, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, but the problem was it was on the offensive side of the ball. Zach Wilson really wasn't cutting it. You know, Brees Hall was was probably going to win Rookie of the Year yeah. before his injury. Oh, lo and behold, they got a wide receiver that won Rookie his of teammate. the Year. Yeah. Right. So you add those two pieces back with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and by the way, let's just – I want you to look at this for a minute. Let's look at the, 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 the weapons that they have right now at his disposal. So mm-hmm. at wide receiver one, you got Garrett Wilson, okay? You got a, a, a tall, down-the-field stretcher. Uh, you know, in Alan Lazard, he's a good solid number two. You got a, a decent slot receiver and and McCole Hartman with with a little speed, right? Kind of the Isaiah McKenzie gadget role. Uh, he hasn't lived up to his potential, I think. And you got Corey Davis, who you know a lot of you know. We thought I didn't even think he. I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster come uh, when the season starts. But now the fact that you add Aaron Rodgers and and Corey Davis has been having some decent seasons. You know, you got a, a big tight end, a CJ Uzoma, Tyler Conklin's okay. Mm-hmm. Reese Hall, Michael Carter, and pick 15. Uh, that, to me, says my weapons are better than yours, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's so taboo to say, you know, well, the Bills are just better because we're homers and that's our squad. <laughs> but I think, I think we really should, like, further examine this thing here and, and yeah. as of right now i mean they are just as good or explosive on offense as as we are and i would even Capable. say yeah. right i would even say i mean this is pending everything goes as they plan i mean exactly. you got annual hackett and stuff like that yes coaching does matter but on defense man it's uh look man it's that defense might be better than buffalo's right now But yeah, so the defense, you could make an argument. My argument would be exactly that, right? You compare the Jets defense to the Bills defense in recent years or last year. The Jets were dominant. There's no question about it. The Bills have been consistent, though, right? We Mm -hmm. know exactly what this team is under McDermott. Guys have changed. Some guys have remained the same, but the, the, the team defense really does is almost the same throughout those years, right? Very consistent, very good and in the top 10 in the league, right? The Jets are now there, and they are. I I believe last year they did surpass us in terms of their defensive play, I would say. However, overall, when you look at the offense, consistency, experience, and prove it, right? How many years, Sterling, when we started doing podcasts, and I was the anti-Browns guy because everybody crowned Baker Mayfield as going to the Super Bowl, And I went nuts about that because I'm like, what has the guy done that all of a sudden everybody's picking them to be in the Super Bowl? And they looked at the team on paper and said, well, this team won nine games last year and they're so good now. And they've added X, Y, and Z Super Bowl. Every analyst out there picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And I was just like, what? You people need to be like, wake up. This team isn't that good. And that's what I'm sensing here as well. Yes, this team was really good last year. Yes, they added pieces. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to be. If he shows up, even with all the better pieces that he has around him and plays like he did last year, like he just doesn't care, clearly his heart wasn't in it, right? Like 
then then the Jets aren't going to go anywhere, right? They're going to be like they were last year and kind of maybe sneak into the playoffs but not do much, right? If they want to compete with Buffalo in, for the division and do more, they have to prove it at this point. And the Bills have done that time and time again now. It's the Bills' division to win or to lose, and the Jets have to prove it to them. And uh, no matter what happens there, I don't think I could pick the Jets before we see it in action over the Bills because of that, just like any other division. I don't think that's Bills' bias. I think that's analyzing what I would see on paper, just like any other division. I think I think that's fair. Um, I, I really do think Brees Hall kind of changes the math a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we also have to understand that even though, you know, we're not pumped about Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a system that Aaron Rodgers knows very well. And basically, if Aaron Rodgers is on board, he's going to have to – and Alan Lazard knows what's up. So he the, – the, I think the learning curve here uh, is not going to be as steep as we think just because there's familiarity there, right? Now, the Jets do have some holes on the offensive line that that's some glaring holes, right? So it doesn't matter how good your wide receivers are, how good your running back is. If you can't protect uh, your the line of scrimmage and your, and your assets, you know, you're really not going to go that far. But, I, you know, just – you know, when you watched the Bills and the Jets last year and, and we saw that, the, the you know, even in the second game, the Bills had a, a hard time with the Jets. Now, with Josh Allen was injured and, you know, those types of things in the second game. But, man, it just makes you wonder, like, OK, Buffalo, like, what's the next move? Mm-hmm. Right. What yes. is the next move? Yes. And we're going to talk about that Please. here in a second. <laughs> so, OK, so before we move on to our our next segment of the show we're going to take a a a quick break and now we're going to talk about the power rankings in the division okay so i'm going to put you on i'm going to put you on the hot seat and those of you in the chat by all means tell me who you think you know teams rank them one through four okay Mm. let's rank them one through four uh go ahead anthony who you got well, I already said that I have the Bills at one, and I think that's where they need to be. I just I don't have a good argument for putting them there. And right now, you could make the argument for the Jets at two, but again, given what I have already said, I'm sticking with Miami at two. I like what they do, and I believe in what they do. Their question mark is similar. Is two of the quarterback? Is he going to play? You know, is he going to have concussion mm-hmm. issues? But th- with with that team that they have and the improvement they made, the jump last year, the way that team looks now going into this year, I'm still taking Miami at two. The Jets at three, although it's close, and then like four steps back from there is New England. And I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna argue with me over that one right now because you know there's chaos in New England right now in terms of what's going on with the quarterback position, what kind of offense are they gonna run, etc. Um, so New England is, is kind of now at the back of the pack. Nobody's going to argue there. I think two and three, you could swap and I'm not going to get upset about it. If you say the jets are number two in competing with the bills for the division. Um, but again, I, I have to see more from the jets than I do from Miami with that offense and those receivers. And you know, that that's very, very electric, right? The jets can do that with their run game and the receivers they have. And now Aaron Rodgers. it would not surprise me if they look like Miami did last year where where kind of nobody, you know, we our expectations weren't as high as they were proving on the field they could play, right? And the Jets can do that. But right now, Miami's at two, Jets three, New England 
four, maybe five in the division. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. So I'm going to go Bills, Jets, Dolphins, uh, Patriots. But I, I think a, a good storyline for the upcoming season for the AFC East is is the coaching. You got for the Bills, you got, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a second year offensive coordinator, right? He's still getting his feet wet. Okay. Uh, you got Sean McDermott taking over the defensive play calling duties, mm-hmm. right? You have on the Jets, Robert Sala and those guys from, from uh, you know, the GM on, you know, they, they are in this kind of, they you have to win the now. They got to win now or they're gone, right? And then you you have a, a second-year uh, head coach down in Miami who's made questionable decisions late game uh, that, that mm-hmm. you, you're kind of a little worried about. You just don't know. Now, offensively, he's a genius, you know, uh, he, he does really, really well, but man, he, he makes questionable game time decisions, in-game decisions, or situationally. And then you got the Patriots who have Bill Belichick, who's who's chasing the 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 career wins record, but his his squad, his roster is uh it's questionable. And I think they're breaking Mac Jones and you know, uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it all plays out this season. But it's it's definitely going to make some some good TV. And then we have to expect that the Bills are probably going to play the Jets in the Meadowlands on prime time. I mean, I'm just calling it now. That's going to be a Sunday night game. <laughs> there Aaron, you go. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen battling out just like last season with the Packers coming to Orchard Park playing the Bills on a Sunday night, I think it's going to be the same exact thing. Uh, so the AFC Pause for East- a second and think about it. When's the last time we could say that the Jets versus the Bills was a primetime must-see NFL game, right? right. At, in the last 25 years. Right. I mean, it's It's been a long, long time for sure. And that's that's the way it is right now. Absolutely can't miss NFL TV right there. This is a great comment by my boy, Daryl. He says, I also think Aaron creates a chemistry issue, honestly. He points the finger at teammates that carry so much arrogance. How would yes. that be for a young roster? So I, here's what I think. I think you're right. Um, we're not we're not there. I mean, we can only speculate, but this is what verified, um, you know, people who cover the, the team say that he's not the greatest leader. Uh, you know, even last year, you point to where, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers could have been there for OTAs. He knew mm-hmm. that that the, the Green Bay kid. Packers drafted yeah. these wide receivers and you're not there to, to kind of, you know, show them the ropes. And it took, what, 10 weeks for them to really get it going, right? And, and by that time, it was kind of over for the uh, for the Packers. I mean, you lose at home on the, you know, last game of the season to the, the Detroit Lions, and it's a wrap for you. So, yeah, I think leadership definitely plays a, a big part here. But, you know, I think there's something about having a, a change of scenery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the, the spotlight will be on Aaron Rodgers more than it ever has before in the New York media. But I'm going to let you take a stab at that question, Anthony. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers certainly isn't one of my most favorite NFL players, right? Not because of his play on the field, but I do agree. He has this annoying arrogance, right? There's arrogance, right? There's I know how good I am and I don't care what you think, arrogance. I find that acceptable in sports to an extent. But when you have a I'm bigger than the world because I am who I am attitude, I, I just get irked by that, right? Mm. And and Aaron Rodgers is certainly one of those people. Now, he has been that dang good throughout his career. He is one of those guys that can say, I'm that good and I've proved it, right? But the way you go about it, you don't have to be a dickhead all the time, right? And it seems <laughs> right. like he is. 
especially in the media interviews and, you know, the stuff in his personal life. He's just a weird dude. He doesn't like get along with his family, all that stuff that's been out there and his relationships and all that. It just, it, it doesn't sit right with you. It's like, this guy's just a very weird and like, not, not the kind of guy I want to hang out with and have a beer with, right? Like not, not the kind of guy I want to have to sit down and interview with it. And in that sense, not the kind of guy that I want to sit in a locker room with and be leading my team and be the guy that I have to rely on in those times. Now, that being said, we don't know what he's actually like in the locker room. Maybe it's totally different, but it seems like that attitude is, you know, it's just standoffish for me. And that is the big question mark, right? In in New York, he's going to be under a big microscope there right. and, and he's going to have to talk to the media and treat them a little better or the back pages are going to tear him apart, right? And then he's going to have, maybe that's going to affect him in other ways. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I'm uh, that that is one of the reasons I am more skeptical of this is because, you know, who knows what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' mind? Yeah, I, I think his legacy is at stake here. I mean, I know he's going to uh, be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I, I think I liken it to the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick split. You know, Tom Brady went on and won a Super Bowl, um, kind of proving that I'm not saying that Belichick was a bad coach or anything, but like it was kind of a value thing. And I think, you know, the value thing or the importance here is, you know, Rodgers versus the Packers. You know, so you take all those coaches, you take all those GMs and those regimes, mm -hmm. and you put it to the test, right? So I think his legacy is at stake here. What is he like as a, as a leader in his character? What is his dedication to football? And then now, how can you take a, a team that has been perennially bad? You know, a lot of pressure is on him to, uh, to succeed and get to the playoffs, right? I mean, that's the reason why Joe Douglas and – and Robert Sala, you know, Woody Johnson, that's what they went after the guy. So uh, lots at stake here, but it, it's definitely going to be a, a T.O. get your popcorn ready moment. Um, <laughs> but I have something else for you. And, and this might this might be a, uh, you know, kind of uh, it might hit home for you, man, just because of the, the, the style of work you're in. Let's talk about uh -oh. prospects who might be falling in C.J. Stroud. Listen, man, C.J. Stroud. OK. There is something called a cognitive S2 test, okay, uh -huh. in the NFL. And apparently, it's it's a scale from 0 to 100, 100 being the highest score. CJ Stroud got an 18, bro. Uh, mm. You know, you, you got like uh, Bryce Young, I think he got a 96 or a 98 on that test. CJ Stroud has an 18. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors that some scouts – are saying that GMs or teams are taking CJ shot off their board. Um, I, so, you're right. Okay. Well, fat, yeah, he's fat, off the fat. bills board. He is off the bills board. That's it. <laughs> right. Right. It's so funny how this stuff comes out right before the draft, you know, now they're, but basically what they're saying, my guy is dumb. Like, like your cognitive skills, like you just, you're just yeah. uh, a pretty face pretty much well uh, you know i think i think this is one of those things that is like diametrically opposed these two quarterbacks who have been at the top of the conversation the whole time you got the short guy who's super smart apparently and the tall more athletic looking guy who is not as you know processing the game in the same way right that's all those are the the characteristics i've heard the most right Bryce Young has, oh, the, the best analysis of any quarterback we've seen in so long. And 
the way he's able to break down the game and talk about it, great. But he's not going to the NFL to become a commentator or a coach. You still have to play against big dudes who are coming at you. And I'm not saying he can't get it done. He's still a very elite talent. But C.J. Stroud, you know, you're it's a little more of a safe pick in my mind in terms of the athleticism, the talent that's there. You can work with that. Now, the processing, if, if you're a coach who says, I need a guy who can process my offense and think about it this way and analyze it, then, yes, you're probably not going to go with a guy like C.J. Stroud. And taking him off the board, though, please. Right. If you are a quarterback needy team and he's still there, he's still – if he's not the second quarterback gone, it'll be – crazy right so i i think that he's still that good that nobody's who needs a quarterback is taking that guy off their board because he didn't do so well on one test because he's still excelling at the other things that's like saying i'm taking bryce young off my board because he's 510 and well, i'm sure teams are saying that behind right. those doors it's it's to me that is equally as stupid as taking off a guy because you know he's there but it all has to do with like how you're planning to run your offense, coach your team, whatever. This guy is my flavor of quarterback. That guy is yours. Lamar Jackson is not Josh Allen, right? Lamar Jackson plays a totally different game than Josh Allen, right? They both run the ball well. Sure, that doesn't make them the same quarterback, right? And and this is even more of a difference because they are so Again, diametrically opposed to each other. Complete opposites of like one is high in this, the other's high in that. One is good at this, the other's right. good at that. They're both good talents. They're both going to go in the top, probably one and two, regardless. Uh, if if they get past three, it'll be crazy to me. Uh, but there's there's other options out there, I guess. If you like one of the other quarterbacks and you decide that's better for your long term future, uh, but certainly if he falls past like five, I there's something that we're all missing. Yeah, I mean, even though C.J. Stroud is an Ohio State guy, I still believe that he's the best pure thrower of the football in this class. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy can – dude, he can drop it in a bucket. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, I think he's going to be good. I, this is where coaching matters. Like, these kids don't go to Ohio State, Alabama, or they <laughs> insert school with, with top they, – they don't care about the academics. Most of these kids don't. Right. They care about the X's and of the football. And, and you know what? Coaching matters here. So you get them in a, a system – where the coaching's good, right? I think CJ Shaw will be fine. So if you're one of those teams that are like, we're taking you off our board, man, get out of here, dude. These kids, nobody cares about your dumb test. Like seriously. So uh I, I don't I don't I think it's kind of messed up that uh if if he falls, I would rather have CJ Stroud than and then Levis every day, every oh. day of the week. And so right now, yeah. I mean, it's to me, that's one of those things that always perplexes me about draft analysis, right? I am not like an X's and O's break it down big time. Oh, his, his left heel was turned this way and he's not looking that way. But what I can do and what I have done in the past, you turn on the tape, you push play and you watch the guy play football. And if you know football, you can say that guy is a good football player, right? At his position, he knows what he's doing. And CJ Stroud is exactly that, right? right? Like there's no denying this guy is NFL ready. He's a football player. You know, all the others like Will Levis or or whichever flavor quarterback you want to throw behind Bryce Young uh, that is is, you know, has a lot more to work on before they are as ready to me as C.J. Stroud is. All right. So moving on to uh, our next topic here. Look, you know, this guy, this is one of our buddies here, Benjamin Albright, uh, saying that there could be uh, more running backs taken uh, than wide receivers Mm. in round one. Factor cap that 
That that man had hell no. There is no. There is. I look. I respect Ben. Okay, Benjamin Albright. He's cool, man. I respect the dude. But that's here's, a take that I cannot I yeah. cannot sign off on. Ain't no way, bro. Here's the problem. I think last year's running back class, although it did not have an elite guy like this class does, one guy who is you can't pass on him if you need a running back. Uh they their last year's class was a lot better in terms of these top five guys can go in any order, right? This year it's Bijan Robinson and I don't even Jameer know who Gibbs. the second one's Jameer gonna be. Gibbs the second. Is number two. But so if he's two, he's not going in round one in my mock draft, at least. So I mean, I I just don't see a situation where a team versus wide receiver in today's NFL, right? It, running back has been devalued, whether you like it or not. If you want to go to the NFL and play the style of offense from you know 20 years ago or whatever, I don't know that that's going to be successful. And I don't know that these coaches being hired as head coaches now are planning to do so, right? Or offensive coordinators. It's about passing the ball. And if you need a wide receiver, you're taking one, right? If you need a running back, you're not taking one early, one, two, three. You don't need to, right? Some of these guys have emerged from later rounds. You can come into the NFL. A running back is a very NFL-ready position, right? You go in, you start. If If you're good enough, you'll be there, right? And you don't need to take them in the first round. I just don't see more than one running back. Bijan, maybe, maybe two. If you know one of those teams later on says, you know what, this is our guy. We want to make sure we get him before one of those teams in the top of the second round tries to go after him. Sure, maybe at the end of round one, if another running back goes. But I fully expect at least three, if not four, wide receivers to go in round one. Yeah, I, my take on that is I, I see where he's coming from. Seeing that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talks about B. John. B. John's going to go round one. Uh, oh, Jameer, yeah. Jameer Gibbs, people are quietly talking about him being taken in the first round, which is totally possible. I, I feel like he's really good. Um, but you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers. And like you mentioned, the positional value for wide receiver trumps running back. You know, uh, now B. John, if you have an opportunity to get B. John and you're the Bills, do whatever you want. However, I just I really don't think that I, I think two wide receivers would be taken in the mm-hmm. first round. Uh at least two. Um, I can't say that about running back. I feel like Jameer Gibbs might get he'll probably get taken early second round. I don't feel like he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be taken in the first round. I, I really do like his skill set, but the, the value of running back in round one is still one of those things. It's a polarizing opinion mm-hmm. that that you need a running back in round one. So I, I don't I don't agree with that take, yeah. but I, I understand I wonder, where he's coming from. I wonder if he's speaking more to the wide receivers in this class too, which I right. agree that this year's class is not as strong as past years, but it's still such a needy position and there's still teams out there. And obviously for the Bills, I have watched a lot of these wide receivers and there's probably five that I would say could go as first rounders, right? Right. Like that, And that wouldn't be like a shocker to me. Right. Versus running back, which would even a second one would probably be like, okay, that team is going for it. Right. So I wanted to show you something here. Uh, I have Chris Sims mock draft here. Mm -hmm. And and what I wanted to point out was, you know, he has, let's see, the first wide receiver coming off the board is Zay Flowers to the the Chargers. Now, Zay Flowers has been getting a lot of buzz lately. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of people are saying that he might get taken. Uh, above Jackson Smith and Jigba. However, if that is the case, okay, and he also has Hendon Hooker in round one. Now, I feel like sometimes Chris Sims is like he gets too caught up in being the, <laughs> being extra, okay? 
Sure, sure. He has to have, he has to take the, you know, and I understand because he's in that business, but taking, you know, uh, making a story, taking a take that people really don't have. But it, this is his draft. So he has two, let's see, he has uh, two running backs being taken. B. John uh-huh. going to 10, Jameer Gibbs going to 28. But he has the Bills taking Jackson Smith and Jigblad 27. <laughs> and I have to say, if that's your, <laughs> if it goes this way, wow. <laughs> I'm happy if it goes this way. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would that, totally sign up for that. Yes, I was gonna say. I mean, I I think that he's a a top ten talent in this draft, and I I almost expect him to go right in that range. He might go at like twelve, right? Mm-hmm, and that wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. But I do not see a scenario where a wide receiver, any wide receiver, is picked ahead of him, especially by like that many picks, right? Their wide receiver, there's going to be teams coming after them. Now, I love that scenario because the Bills ended right. up with him. And if we get JSN out of this draft class, I would absolutely be ecstatic because I do think he has a lot of the things that would fit well into this Bills offense, right? So uh, consider me uh, intrigued, but uh, not not on board in terms of, yes, this is this could actually happen. Here, here's the back end backhanded question for those of you who watching uh you know watching the show right now and and, in the chat like and anthony you can answer this as well do we really think do we have confidence that if jackson smith and jigba is there at 27 that brandon bean sends the card to the podium with his name on it do we we have confidence that he's that he do that Yes. You I, really, I think, you're just like, yes, he, yes. he's going to do it. Well, here's why, right? Because if, if JSN is still on the board, I think a lot of what else of what they're interested in is gone, right? And I was going to bring this up later, but, you know, ideal scenario for the Bills in the draft is pick all the quarterbacks. I want five quarterbacks going before 27, right? Please, because that means we're, we're good. If more quarterbacks go, that's better. I would say the same for cornerbacks. I don't think we are taking a corner in the this year's draft or looking at some of those top guys this year. So the more cornerbacks that go, that's good. Why? Because positions of need for the Bills, like offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker maybe, right? But those first two especially, offensive line I think is the key one here. If a wide receiver falls that far, if JSN falls that far, again, don't think that's realistic, but that means that a lot of those O-linemen who are really good and should be picked here are going to go above, right? So I think that's the other position that they could be looking at and saying, oh, if one of those big O-linemen falls, we have to pick them, right? That's the guy we're going with. And we've seen, we've heard Brandon Bean talk about this post-draft a lot of times. That was our guy, and and we wanted him. We said if he's still on the board, we're picking him. If not, we're trading back. And he was on the board, so we stayed there and we picked him. So I do think that they could actually, they we could see that happen again, right? I, yeah. I think that if if that wide receiver is there, <laughs> if JSN is there, I'm turning in the card for Brandon. Right, Green, right. Like that's it. Yeah, please. I, I want to have confidence that he does it. I really do. Um, what do are you worried about the linebacker? Or I am. Like, I, I uh, am. If I if I'm really honest, JSN I, is on the. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, I want Jason. Don't get me I, wrong. I just don't know if Brandon Bean's going to think mm-hmm. the same way we're thinking right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, I will give credit. I do think McDermott and Bean, Bean especially, has proven over the years that he sets a value. He has a value for somebody. He sets it. And if somebody wants it to go before, great. You picked him ahead of where we had him. So we don't care. We're, we're, we're on to plan two, right? right. We've got 100 plans here. If that was one, great. It didn't happen. 
we're on to the next. And they don't dwell on, we want JSN, so we're going to give up whatever we can to trade up into the top 10 right. and get him. Right? That's not how they operate. It's very much like, here's where his value is. Here's what we're willing to do for it. Maybe if he's still there, we trade up a couple spots, that kind of thing. Um, so th they already know what their value is for JSN. And that's why I think he has to be up there above whoever, if he's still there at 27, whoever's gone is probably who they had above him. Uh, Peter King in his mock today said uh, that Josh Downs, he's hearing a lot of Josh Downs chatter I've heard uh, that as well. Yeah. to the bills and, and nothing gets out of, you know, one bill's drive. Like, so I don't, I don't really believe that. I like Me Josh either. Downs, but I wouldn't take him in the first round. I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm not uh, like that much in love with, with Josh Downs, but you talk about silky smooth route runner. You're not, you could put him on the field today and not really worry about him in terms of like his preparation, you know, what he's going to bring to the table. He's a guy that can get it done at all three levels. He's a bit small, uh, but he does play a little bit. He plays bigger than what his listed size is. Um, I think he'd be a great selection. I just think, you know, his value probably uh, is in round two, not round right. one. So that's my problem there, thinking the Bills are going that deep to wide receiver in round one. Again, no. Why? Because I think that there's probably at least three, if not four, other guys that I would pick before him. I like him, just like you said, in round two maybe. But if they're going to go round one, if four other wide receivers have been picked, then some more. it's more much more likely – that somebody else above the board, a guard, an offensive, whatever, a tackle, somebody has fallen that they're in love with, and they say, that's the guy we're going to pick here because his value is too good at this pick number to turn it down. And I, I think that in the best-case scenario there, they would trade down, still get their guy in downs, and get another pick or whatever compensation for it. Um, it you know, there's just if – if you go through the gauntlet, Addison is a guy that I've come – to like more and more as it builds up toward the draft. Uh, then you've got, you know, Quentin Johnson's A Flowers. We've talked about JSN. Yeah, so he's at best five for me, right? And and if those other guys are gone, I'm probably looking at what else is on the board. Right, right. And so those are the prevailing rumors that have taken place. Now, there, there are a couple other things that we'll talk about before we do our little mock here, but uh, and I'm going to touch on this real quick. Travis Henry, not Travis, Derrick Henry. Sorry, I'm thinking old Bills running back. University, <laughs> we always bring Tennessee. him up. We always hey, do that. Listen, uh, there's there was a, a rumor this weekend saying that the Tennessee Titans may be trading him to the Eagles. Um, you know, and you you look at the comments, uh, you know, on Twitter, and some people are asking for fans are saying, well, they should have to give up Titans fans saying they should have to give up a first and a third. And I'm like, dude, that is wild. No, that is crazy. Not going to happen. No. Uh, you had the Tennessee Titans coming out GM coming out today saying that there have been no trade talks for Derrick Henry. Now we don't know if this is true or not. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's funny how rumors just start to spread, you know, all of a sudden people are getting loose lipped at one bills drive again, which I don't really think that's a, a thing, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's quite funny that all this you, yes. we're gonna today exactly. tomorrow wednesday Thursday morning yes. you're gonna hear all this crazy stuff the uh, chaos is out there but the one that we're really gonna hone in on is deandre hopkins right yes. d hop mm. you know von miller bless his heart man uh look von i need one of these predictions that you have to come <laughs> through buddy oh you're, you're, you're striking yeah. out my guy is striking out dude but he's saying that d hop wants to come to the bills uh, yeah, we kind of saw that in his little interview where he was like, 
that right that move to me if if the bills can somehow secure deandre hopkins that would make me feel better about the jets getting aaron Rodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I, I, you know, it will make me feel better when the Bills play the Chiefs. It will make me feel better when the Bills play the Bengals. That now you have the weaponry to go toe to toe with the conference's best teams. Uh, you know, now I still think you need to get another wide receiver if you can get D Hop. You know, kind of mm-hmm. if the Bills want to trade back or they want to kind of give up a third or however they want to do this thing to get DeAndre Hopkins. There, Lance Zierlein says that the Bills are going to make a big move, okay? Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about DeAndre Hopkins necessarily, right? He mentioned Ed Oliver, DeAndre Hopkins yes. being traded. I don't know, but if you had to say, if you had to, you know, what is the big move? What do you think the big move is going to be? Uh, if, if there is a big move, I think it has to be wide receiver, but – Remember what happened last year. We were all blindsided by the two huge wide receiver trades that happened last year in the in the in the in, during the draft. Mm-hmm. So, question is, do we do we have something like that going on here, right? Is there a sneaky team that has a star wide receiver that they're going to trade away? Now, those other guys, it was contract disputes and they had to, you know, re-sign them. The Bills don't really have the space to do that right now. Unless, as you mentioned, they included something like an Ed Oliver to sweeten the pot to get that 10 million, whatever it is, his salary is back to be able to then extend a guy. But then you're putting more confidence in somebody who hasn't been on the team yet. There's a lot at play here. I think if it happens, Hopkins makes the most sense, even though that's the rumor and that's what we've heard all along. We know that he has that he is going to be traded, basically. Right. So they don't have very much leverage. We can offer them. If another team offers them a second and we only offer them a third, again, the price is there. Okay, he's going to the other team. Now we go with plan B, draft the wide receiver we wanted in round one and hope for the best. Now, obviously, a guy like Hopkins gives you much more confidence because we know what he is at the NFL. Granted, he's had injury concerns lately, but he's still an elite wide receiver in terms of talent versus a young wide receiver coming in and learning. I think the Bills need to do both, really. But if there's a big move to be made, that's it. Trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Bring your offense to that level on paper that you said will compete with both the other teams in the division, the Jets and uh, Miami, and say, now this is what the Bills are going to do. Now this makes us a better team. And it's not going to cost you a ton of draft capital. You're not giving up a first-round pick, right? You might be trading back that first round pick and and get something from them in re- return, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's got to be Hopkins. Unless you can think of a guy off the top of your head that's going to be on a team where they're like, hey, we have this piece, and maybe right. the Bills would give up their first round pick for somebody like that. Yeah, I, I think the move needs to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I feel like you know, I hope that you know there's no trade before the draft that the Bills and Brandon mm-hmm. Bean kind of wait, you Hold know, up. get get to twenty seven. Let's see what's on the board, right? Because if you if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there and you can grab him, I would st- honestly, to be quite honest with you, I would still take Jackson Smith and Jigba and trade for DeAndre Hopkins because yes. you don't okay. Like if, if I feel like you know D Hop takes Gabriel Davis's place after this season, and now you have a, 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 a ready to play slot receiver day one, and then you can move Khalil Shakur into the Gabe Davis role. That, that's what I would do. I don't know mm-hmm. if they think that way, though. 
Um, but that's what I would do. You know, you're so basically you're kind of doubling down on wide receiver rounds one and three. But if you're looking long term, and let's be honest, uh, if the Bills flop in the playoffs, your boy uh, Stefan Diggs is. I mean, he's been very vocal about not being happy with the results. He's a competitor and stuff like that. But you kind of just wonder how much of that competitive edge wears off in the locker room, kind of wears off on Brandon Bean uh, to where they make a move. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins get traded. Brandon Cooks get traded. Devontae Adams get traded. Tyree Kill get traded. Mm-hmm. What what makes us think that Stefan Diggs being traded to the Bills? I mean, the, I think those things matter. They're, they're in an era where uh, the cap space is limited. You know, Josh Allen's going to be getting paid his money. Dawson Knox is going to get paid. I mean, you name them, you know, for the Bills, and you're going to start seeing a big contract. So I still think they need to double down in wide receiver. But uh, so that that's – so, yeah, I agree with you, Anthony. If, if there's a big splash move to be made, I hope it's for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and just make the money work. You know, mm-hmm. that that's, that's what they need to do. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about, before we get out of here, um, the draft for the Bills at yes. twenty at twenty seven. Uh, again, there's so much information being thrown around, uh, and every day I, I change my mind on who I want the Bills to select, <laughs> and it's it's really driving me nuts. Yes. I, I can't really park on. It's been, it was like this last year, and it's definitely like this this year more now than ever. I can't really. This you is know. the first time for me that there hasn't been at least like one position where I'm like, look, this is where I want them to draft. And they did it the last few years. So I was on the position, sometimes the player, but definitely the position the last few years. This year, you're right. It's the most wide open I've seen it. And we've talked about how these mock drafts by the national analysts even are all over the place. I mean, you throw a dart at a position other than quarterback, and there's many mock drafts out there that have the Bills taking that position pretty much. So uh, it's it's an interesting year for that as well. I've gone back and forth uh, as well as you're saying here. You know, I haven't settled on linebacker yet. We need linebacker. I want one of those top linebackers, but I want them in the second round. I just don't think we can take them at 27 and feel confident about it, right? We need pieces for Josh Allen now. If they end up going offensive line, I'm okay with it, right? Okay, if there's a guy who falls that we know is that guy, now don't don't go digging deep, obviously, right. in round one. But wide receiver, maybe they do make the stretch and say they take downs. I'm happy with that because you need those weapons. Even if you make the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I would be happy with that. Um, so give me weapons, even if it's tight end, right? right? That's been a conversation out there. There's so many positions out there. Tight end, but you have to prove that you're going to play two tight ends. We talked about that with Eric uh, the last time we were all together. You're you're committing to two tight end play, right? That's going to be your primary thing if you're bringing in a guy in the first round who's one of these elite tight ends in this class. Uh, I it's It's all over the place. I agree with you that I've also been like, okay, which guy do I like best at this position? And other than at wide receiver JSN being my definite number one, I've wavered between the next five guys and said, okay, we can get that guy at our pick or we can wait till round two to get that guy. Uh, right now, my, I think Addison is the one that I'm like, okay, if he's there, I'm picking him. You know, I'll take him for sure over maybe Flowers or, you know, Quentin Johnson or Downs for sure. Um, but I'm not convinced that wide receiver is definitely the position. Yeah, so if you if you were to pin me down and say, dude, what 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 are the Bills gonna do on Thursday night, and what it, mm. what are, what would you do? So if mm. I were to say, 
that I would say I would draft wide receiver for round one, no, mm-hmm. without a shot of a doubt. I'm going wide receiver. I, yeah. I feel like they need they need help a wide receiver uh, just to get it done. And I feel yeah. like you you trade up or you know to to get your linebacker in the second round, even if you come away with it from this draft with three or four picks, you do what you got to do to go get Jack Campbell. That's right, right, or 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 Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trenton Simpson is another name in and there. Trade up people, and two if you need to, right? right? <laughs> you, you, yeah, you got to do that. So, yeah. um, that that's kind of where I'm at. I I feel like just because Jack Campbell's been working out with Luke Keekley, I don't that know if probably. Jack Campbell's been on a thirty visit or not, but I, I think Luke Keekley would be feeding uh, Sean McDermott any information that he needs. Yeah. Right. So so even though if if Jack Campbell's name isn't on the list. You just got to know the oh, relationship yeah. with Luke Keekley and Sean McDermott is very extremely close. Luke Keekley comes to training camp and hangs out. I mean, so any intel that that uh, <laughs> the Bills need on on Jack Campbell, they can just ask Luke, and I'm sure he'd give it up. So yeah. uh, I really do think that the Bills are, are gonna they're either gonna take Jack Campbell in round one, or they're gonna go with Mozzie Smith. From Michigan and round Ooh. one. That's what I think the Bills really? are going to do. Yeah, look, man, we know that the Bills prioritize the trenches, right? Uh-huh. The defensive line. Very true. You don't really have much help outside of uh, de- defensive tackle after this year. That's uh, Tim Settle, in my opinion, is a is a flop, mm. right? Uh, you know, Ed Oliver is in a contract year. You're not going to resign him unless he just plays all world, which I don't think he's going to. He's undersized. I think he's a solid starter in this league but i think you have to go and then you got daquan jones here so i think you really have to go it's either mozzie smith or insert middle linebacker here in round Mm -hmm. one if you're going mozzie smith you better be getting deandre hopkins that's all i have to say like you better be getting that guy right because i don't want you know oh well we're planning for defensive line after ed oliver you know (laughs) in the first round oh man i would be like uh Uneasy about that pick. What Same with linebacker. Us, right. What I, makes I think us then, think? What makes us think that Brandon Bean when, uh, is he going to start? He's going to start prioritizing skill position players outside yeah. of running back. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. done it. What makes us think he's going to do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you look at needs, though, that is where he has been very, very pretty clear on on his targets and and what he's gone over the over the years. There's been a few picks, you know, linebacker in the third round last year. Nobody was expecting that. But he's like, nope, that was our guy. Okay. But usually the first couple rounds go as expected, whether it's a good pick or bad pick. You know, Epinesa was the pick in in round two when we didn't have a first round pick that year. And has that panned out how we wanted? Probably not. But we knew we were going edge somewhere, right? We're going, we're going pass rusher somewhere there. And that was the pick. So it doesn't always work out. I know we talk about this every year and every show and everything, but my ideal scenario this year really is that some of these guys are still on the board. There's multiple wide receivers. No linebacker has been picked yet. Trade back, trade back. And one of the quarterbacks is still available that somebody wants to invest in, um, you know, no matter how deep it is. And so they want to trade up to get that guy and we can get back in the top of the second round, have our other second round pick and get those guys, get a linebacker that you want. Like you said, get a wide receiver that you need. It's got to happen. I, I think it has to happen, man. Uh, it's just, it's crazy, dude. Like, look, the next time that I'll talk to you, I mean, I'll talk to you almost every day, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, show wise, it'll be next week and, and we're going to have to, 
I'm gonna have to get you and Eric on, and we're gonna have to talk about yeah, what the we'll Bills have to do did. Post analysis. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna try to. I'm doing the chop up on Wednesday. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Ron Cop, and I'm gonna talk to Antoine Staley about the Jets. Uh, but I, just like you, man, come Wednesday night, I'm gonna be sleepless. I'm sure we're going to hear about every scenario is going to be right through that scenario. And if you ask me tomorrow, I'll just, I'll, I might give you a different guy. I want the bills in round one. Hell it might even make more sense for the bills to trade out around one altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's trade a lot down. of scenarios yeah. that are uh, popping up there. So um, Anthony, as we're wrapping up the show here, um, tell us where our listeners can, can find you or what you've been up to, man. Yeah, you know, I'm still on Twitter at Anthony Romeo NY. I'll be giving my feedback there as the uh, as the draft rolls along on a lot of the picks, not just the Bills pick, but uh, all of the NFL. And you know, Eric and I still working with the Hoof Podcast, trying to get back on track. We both changed jobs. We both uh, had a lot going on the last few months. He's finishing up school, which is why he isn't here with us tonight. Uh, finishing up some classes and. Uh, looking forward to to bringing the show back and getting busy talking NFL uh, again. And, yeah, looking forward to the draft. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be on social media. Come interact with me. I love hearing about people, you know, what people think of their picks or analyzing what I say about the picks. You know, I'm never shy about, hey, comment. This is what I'm thinking. I'm putting it out there, right? So uh, we'll see what happens. But the, it's always exciting. That first, Like you said, the last two years I've been live on the air uh, for the networks we've been on doing the show for the entire draft, all three days. Um, and that's been really fun, but really intense. This year, I'm looking forward to relaxing again, getting just to text back and forth with you and my other guys who, who like football and guys who are fans of other teams saying, hey, who's the pick here? And, uh, you know, getting to to relax a little more and do that and interact on Twitter with everybody. Well, that'll do it from here. Uh, you know, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network on YouTube. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, this is the Intentional Grounding Podcast. And my name is Sterls, man, and it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys tonight. Uh, Man, stay warm, stay safe. You know, we might be getting some snow out here in Colorado, so you know how that goes in Mm -hmm. in April. But uh, nonetheless, man, I'm here to talk draft with you guys at all times. You can find me on Twitter at Furl Sterling, on TikTok at Stilo.huncho. Okay, I'm up to like four, four thousand followers. My little, my little Ooh, platform's TikTok. growing on the on the TikTok. But uh again, man, thank you guys for listening to the Buffalo Rumblers Vidcast Network. I'm your host, Sterls. This is Anthony over here, and we're out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>